We want to thank you for joining us once again for One Times One. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. So, Sue, what is our non-sponsor sponsor for the day? <laughs> we are non-sponsored sponsor for the day is the succulent plant. Succulent plant. Granted, this is a fake one, so we can't even really say that we're owning anything with it. But the succulent plant is the new plant. It's the new plant. What did you? What did someone say to you this week about it? Yes. So here's what the saying is: Pets are the new kids, and plants are the new pets. So the succulent has become a very popular plant because it doesn't require a lot yes. of work. Yes. You can feed. You can like. Give it water once a week. Yep. Maybe. But I did learn some new things about I had these two little succulents that I'm going to repot. Um, repot them. Look at me. Repot. Yep. Repot them. Because I can't kill succulents usually. They're, yep. they're very good. hard to. It's hard to. And um, I learned some things new. They, they need like a little bit of water and it's from the bottom and you have to have so. Yep. And here's something about succulents. You want to spray them. You want to spray them. Spray them. You don't want to, you don't want to drown them. You want to give them a little spray. So I have a few succulents in my office. Uh, we gave them out on Mother's Day at church. And because we had so many left over, uh, Megan, my, our assistant, put together a nice little succulent makeup and put it. So I'm going to attempt to do that at home. Yes. Good. All right. So we're heading into the summer. It's June. And if you live in the Midwest, you are already beginning summer. But here in the Northeast, summer really doesn't begin to like June 24th when school is all out. So there's still about three more weeks of school. But as I was really thinking about like what we were going to talk about this week, I really thought about something we should talk about is transition. So the birds back in the 60s sang a song, turn, turn, turn. They got it from Ecclesiastes chapter three. To every season, turn, turn, turn. There's a season for everything under heaven. There's a season for life, a time for death, a time for growth, a time to die. Uh, a, a time to laugh, Joy, a weeping. time to, to mourn. And so there are seasons in our life. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're not talking about marital transitions. We're talking about relational and life transitions because there are stages in marriage where it would be like the seven-year, the 15-year mark, the 20-year mark. But I really want to talk more about just the transitions of life more than the specific years of what we'll do at another segment, because that'll be a really good marriage focused only one. But as I'm thinking about it, even this morning, there were some families that didn't come to church because they had graduation parties. And so I want us to talk about transitions that we have really seen in our life. And then how have we handled them? Because some of them we've handled really, really well and others we didn't handle them so well. So let's do this. Let's let's talk about some of the major transitions that we have had as a couple and as parents. And we're not talking about years like year seven, year 10, year 20. Let's just talk about those big transitional times that we have had. So for me, the first one was getting married, just living with someone. Wait, can we just push it back for a okay. minute? Because I just thought of one as you were saying that. I think dating to engagement was a transition. I know, but we dated for like, no, we no, no, really but, didn't date. Uh, but let's think about other Others. couples okay. I know. Okay. Because once you put the ring on it, you are committed to the next purpose. So yes. I think that is a big transition. Okay, Just Good. kind of pre. Good, but we didn't never really dated. We, well, yeah. we would quote unquote, maybe we courted. I don't know what it was we quick. did. Yeah, it was we, kind of quick. Seven weeks, six days, we got engaged, right? Okay. A couple major intense conversations. Next thing you know, we're in love, we're engaged, we're getting married. So for me was the, the first big transition that I really felt was after our first year of marriage. And I may have shared this before, where you're like, tell me what your favorite part of being married 
this first year was. And, and she really expected me to say just how much more beautiful you are, how much more amazing you are. And, and what did I say? Let's see if you remember. Um, you said, I realized just how selfish I am. Meaning me, not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yes. So I said, I realize how selfish I am. And I'll be honest with you, as a follower of Christ, that was really important for me to realize. Because I'm in ministry. I've given up my vocation to do the things that God wants. And I'm thinking, how selfish can I be? Well, I have a lot of selfish stuff in me. So that was a big transition for me. What, what, what was like your first big transition that you would say? It's funny because marriage wasn't, I mean, sure, there were changes, but I didn't find it much. I love to serve, to nurture, to take care of you. She's better than me. So, no, that's not. Kind of what you're saying. Anyway, not at all. So marriage wasn't hard. We did have a child right away. I will say having a a baby rocked me. Um, I thought I was so prepared to be a parent. I love children. I love babies. I've always been the baby whisperer, I felt like. But uh, our baby, I couldn't be the whisperer for. He was very, he was colicky as he used to call it he cried all the time and that was a real transition for me um having an infant and now this person is so reliant on me really only and I felt like I kind of lost myself in the beginning there I wasn't sure what that I wasn't sure what the new me was going to look like yeah good for me having a baby I, I don't think it was the first one wasn't that hard I think the hardest transition for me was and it sounds so selfish right selfishness was my lack of sleep Right, I just totally. Rob I don't, needs, I don't function. Yeah, I don't need a lot sleep of sleep, than I do. but I don't function well with the right amount of sleep. And we had babies that didn't sleep. Okay, good. So for me, it was really that first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. For you, it was having the first child. First child. Okay. Another big transition for me was when we came to a season that we knew that I was going to have a vocational change, and we were going to pick up and move somewhere else. That was a big moment. And we're going to get back to why that was a big moment, but I want to kind of just walk through our big transitional times. But that was a big thing, knowing that for the first time, I wasn't just making a change, meaning moving away, because I moved a lot around a lot when I was in my late teens, early 20s. I moved multiple times to different states, but having to transition to make such a big decision, because I literally changed my vocation and picking up my wife and two kids to have to make that transition. That was a really, really hard one for me. It was a right one, but it was a hard one. Mm-hmm. So what was another transition? Just to piggyback off that, um, that was hard for me, but for many different reasons. It was hard for me because I think then I realized that was my eye-opening time where I'm selfish because I really didn't care that he was needing a change and unhappy where he was. I was thinking only of myself. I have two children under three years old. How in the world am I going to move out of state near not one person we know and function with no sleep while you're in this high place where you're happy and, and content in your life? But I was having to take a step back and say, I'm not content. So that was a really big transition for me as well. Yeah. I think that's a safe thing to say. Um but like a next transition would be, I mean, there's so many transitions with, with, with our kids, but you know, you go through a season with your kids where they're all like elementary school and everything's yeah. kind of the same. So nothing really changed. It would probably be going back to work uh, generally, right? Just going back to work after being home. Yeah. I worked part-time always, but going into a more regular schedule, um, that was hard because I had that 
a little bit of mom guilt, I think. Um, you know, we were talking recently, I might have shared this already with Luke about uh, what he remembers from his childhood. And I, when he was two, I went back and worked one full day and then weekends and stuff like that. And he remembers his child, I was with him every other day. And what he remembers from his childhood is lunch dates with dad after preschool on, on Fridays. Fridays. That's all he remembers. Nelly's he remembers pizza. Nothing else. Nelly's pizza. And uh, that was like a real gift. Waffle for fries me. and chicken fingers. That was what he would get every week. Should and I stop? yeah, that would be a wound right now you're giving okay. me. Sorry. Um so I that was really hard for me because when he said that, I'm like, what am I doing? Where is my priorities here? You know, I, I want it to work, need it to work, but this was hurting me. Yep. You know, so that was a big transition, learning how to still function at a high capacity as a a nurse, a high capacity as a wife, and a high capacity as uh, a mother. Yep. And that was really hard. Good. I would think a next big transition for, for us, there, re there really came a point where like it's, the transitions were so much about me and you. And then for the next many years, it really involved our kids. So for me, the next transition, which I enjoyed, was when all our kids went to school full time. Mm. And knowing that like between eight and three, they were all in a school setting, knowing that you were working, I was working and trying to juggle. So no more lunch dates for you. Yeah, yeah. No, and again, I loved my lunch dates with Lukey. They were awesome. But it was one of those things that it was really hard. Like it was a good transition because I'm like, wow, everyone's doing what they're doing. They're growing up, they're maturing. Now I have to learn how to like shift my schedule, shift our schedule and how to like not get caught up so much in work that I miss what's really going on. Mm. And equally, that's a great point to piggyback off that. For me, it was when, yeah, full day school, like just to kind of, it was no more like the half day pickups and everything. And it was full day school. But it's funny, there was another moment through that time that really hit it for me. You're going to laugh because this is so ridiculous when all our kids could swallow pills. Like, why would that? But that was a moment where I was like, wow, they're getting big. Because Luke started very young. Yeah. learning to swallow pills but it was something ridiculous like a vitamin or this or that but I was like oh wow like we're in another phase now like reading the bottles we didn't have to do the liquid conversion anymore for 2 to 11 we could go yep. you know so silly but for me it was monumental thinking we're entering a new stage of life Yeah, kids old enough to do big person stuff yeah and I think that was true with junior high like the transition of junior high where our kids just did too many and, and we were good with activities kids were not allowed to do multiple activities a season right because we had four and i see that with a lot of parents they may have two kids but their kids are all doing like three or four activities at once we said like one maybe two but we really kept it at one knowing we had four kids so we went through years of trying to juggle like softball you know basketball track all at the same time and it was just soccer insane. Yeah, so junior high was big, which kind of bled into high school. Yeah. But it was like this new crazy rhythm. And, and with that, when we were able to finally start going to events together. Yeah. Too too often we were separate. You'd go to this game, you'd go here. That was a big thing, like yeah. kind of go off that. Yeah. Good. What's another transition? Um. So then you go on and you have your kids getting older. And honestly, for me, the next big thing, I, I could get emotional thinking about it, is uh, high school graduation. In yeah. all honesty, that is uh, when your first graduates high school, um, you know it will never be the same. Your family now has, <laughs> your family now has changed forever because they come back. We know that, but it's different, and that was a really big deal because I knew at that point my years of mothering were going to drastically be different. Yeah, 
Don't you love Sue? Don't you love Sue? I love this about you. I mean, when we dropped off it. Brandon at college, granted he was very homesick, yeah. but I never felt so empty in my life. Yeah. I love that about you. I love it because it's so real. None of this is scripted. It just it yeah. just hits you. It was tough. <laughs> I, I think my next big, big transition was not only college, but when multiple kids were going to college. And that was a huge yeah. transition. Yeah. Huge transition with, with Becky going to college and... Um, yeah, that was a that was a big one. What's another one? Um, when the sports ended, when I mean, now we still have Luke, but we have one left. We have one left, but it was a. Uh, I remember like basketball season for Ben when that ended, knowing he wasn't going to continue his career. That was hard. Yeah. Another another moment where you knew that this was another end of something. Yeah, I think another transition are the difficulties. Like there's two of them when we really found out what was going on with not only Brandon, but Ben with their eyes mm -hmm. and not only those two, but Becky with her back. And there was three transitions for our children that they had pretty severe medical issues. And there came a point where we just kind of forced our way through, like finding out what was wrong with them and not only finding out what was wrong with them, but like how to even get in the rhythm. Like this is the new normal. This is the new normal. We, we will be going to eye doctors the rest of our life in some capacity, or at least guiding and assisting them through, their, through that. And, and I just remember at one point, I didn't want to live in the reality of it, but something really shifted where I'm like, until God heals, which I believe, this is the norm. And I have to embrace this better. Because I used to leave doctors. Remember we used to drive to the doctors and I'd be like all geared up. I'd be listening to music. I wouldn't be talking. And I just wanted to get there and hear that there was a miracle. And when it wouldn't happen, I would leave so disenchanted. Mm. And I had to come to a point like, this is the new normal. Until. Until. That was a hard transition for me. And the second with that was COVID. And so I think a big thing is, is seeing the transitions and really the, the crisis moments of transition. Mm. That was a real big one where, and I know they're different, but there was this whole idea of that complexity of not knowing what's going on in the moment. Yeah. That's what about good. you? Is there, is there another one? Um, you know, I, I think uh, Becky getting married, that was another whole big transition. I remember yeah. um, when they got engaged and I, I, re I put myself back into that, like that day you get engaged and, and now they're a they're a they they're a they and and now you're they're a they as them together right right they're a they, they as them, them together. together and uh, yes <laughs> yes let me say that again they are a they because them right. being together not that they are they singular but they right. are they they were a they together. joined as a couple yes and i think um that was i remember that night when they got engaged and we sat down the four of us when the night was over of celebrating yeah. and i remember thinking that next uh, stage because now we've done at that point we've done two college graduations and that yep. was big you know but I remember thinking wow this is really this is real this is real this is like, real we'll never be her parents the same way ever no. again she no. has a man to take care of no. her who loves her deeply um, so that was that was really big that was a that was a beautiful time and I, I really it was through COVID so that kind of for us COVID was a lot of wedding planning disaster stuff but yeah. i remember after the wedding that night first of all we were just so tired because like middle-aged people just dancing their heart out for Wait hours is just so exhausting 
It doesn't have to be. Okay, but it was. But I remember the next day That's having- That's true, my body hurt for two yes, weeks. Yes, our body hurt for two weeks. I went to the weeks. chiropractor like 12 times yeah, in two weeks. Every my body was, hurt. My body was hurt. My calves hurt yeah. from jumping but, so much. But I was told that my dancing got better. That there was like this kind of anointing going on with my dance moves. Must have been. Okay. It, it was good. It cool. was a good night. But I do remember the day after, yeah. besides the physical, and we, we could joke about that, although it was real, the physical, yeah. um, that was a new feeling. Yeah. You know, it was the first time that like- It was fulfilling, but empty at the same yes, time. Yes. For the first time, like she was away and she didn't call me to let me know that she was safely there because yeah. she was with her husband. So yeah. it was just a different, um, a real different time. Yeah. But in fairness, Becky went to Tajikistan and we didn't hear from her for a couple of days either. So true. In fairness, true. but and we love our. It was Becky. different. It was, it different. was just. Different. It was different knowing that when she went to Tajikistan, she had to call us at some point. Being married, it's almost like she it's almost like to. no backsies. Yeah. Like we were the back. We were the person that always yeah. had to feel. But now it's almost like it's it's his. Like he yeah. has to he's worry where his wife he's is. He's responsible. Except when he yeah. calls us that night and says, "Have you heard from Becky?" But yeah, we'll go on that yeah. another day. Yeah, we we should do one about her her wedding ceremony. We'll do a, we'll do a podcast about that. That was yeah. a special day. That was mm. a special day. I could cry thinking about that. So let's talk about this. I, I want to kind of put kind of like a, a bookshelves in between. Um, what did you, when you look back on these transitions, what are things that that you learned or things you wish, things you learned or wish you would have done different? So I think I've learned that transitions are good. They're healthy, they're good, they're normal. They're supposed to happen. Like you can't just stay the same because there's no growth, right? So I think that I've, I've learned and come to love transitions. I wish I loved them during it. Yeah. Because during it, I think I often got too caught up in the emotion of it and I missed just the growth and the blessing that came during those times. Yeah. I realized that during transitions, I bulldoze. Mm. I don't want to use the word bully because that wouldn't be fair, but I bulldoze. I drive us to get to the point and it caused a lot of damage for us. Like I remember when we were going through our big, my biggest transition with you was when we were making the decision to leave one vocation for another. And I just expected you to go with me. I expected that there'd be no pushback. I expected that because it seemed like you knew me so well and you loved me so much that you're like, hey, Let's try it. Let's go on an adventure of a lifetime. And that was not at all the case. In fairness, it was not. It was the complete opposite. And so my my thought was, I'm going to bulldoze us to get there, and then she will see that this was the right decision. Mm. Now, it was the right decision, but there was a lot of repercussion because of it. There was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of emotion there was a lot of having to rebuild trust yep. you to me. You have to rebuild your trust for me just because I was going to plow and plow over you to get to the place. And I regret that. Mm. I regret that. That's good. What's another thing? I think speaking to families right now who have younger kids or are thinking of having kids, um, anyone who's been married for a while or has older kids, you realize that those years, although chaotic, are such a beautiful time of transition and, and a time of just being able to really pour into your children who are going to be adults, right? That's the purpose of raising children is to help them to in their process of growing up to be adults. So I think um, for me is like I, I felt like I was so stressed most of 
the time because there were so many of them and no one was sleeping. And, and since he needed more sleep, he had to sleep, right? And since I was only working part-time, I, I took the hit and didn't sleep as much and don't need as much sleep. But I think I just went through to get through at times. Yeah. There will be times that he'll say, remember this? And I'll be like, no. Like, yeah. I feel like I just missed some things. Um, and is another reason, as another transition is coming soon, as Luke now will go into his senior year next year, when I think about college with him being our last one, once again, it brings out an emotion I didn't even know was there because um, I did have a lot of time with him. I spent yeah. a lot of time with him because he was the youngest and he was home longer. So, you know, I think enjoy those years of chaos because you're really you're 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 teaching your children how to function in chaos number 1 yeah. how to deal with stress how to deal with chaotic situations and you're really develop, developing them into the the adult they're going to be yeah i think for me and and this really goes back to us is i, I think i'm really good at having other awareness better than i do of self awareness meaning this luke's our one kid that wants to go far away to school and you're really struggling with it. It's it's a battle. I mean, it's I, I'm literally playing referee. Where I'm thinking, like, what a great opportunity. And so I'm very sensitive to that. But when I'm going through my decision process, I don't have that sensitivity towards others or towards you. And so what has happened was I remember um, kind of our last, my little last side gig that we really worked through, just something that an opportunity presented itself. And I decided to stop doing it for what we were doing. And, and I thought I was doing something for us when really I didn't process it pro properly and I became very frustrated and angry at you. And it caused, it didn't, it caused sorrow. 20 years ago, I would have been mad at you and I would have been mad at myself, but I was sorrowful knowing that if I would have, if I would have, transition better through this like i'm helping luke with college and you with him and kind of just kind of took a step back i think we would have been in a healthier place when i went through that transition mm. and so i really think with transitions the 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 frustrating thing that i've learned is i'm so good at helping others you know transition but i don't always do a good job with me transit transitioning for you and I either A, don't want to tell you really how I'm feeling, or B, I just expect you to know what I'm already feeling. And that always ends in a six month to a year later hard conversation mm. where it caused sorrow. Like this last decision that I made, I thought it was the right decision for us. It actually was the wrong decision. And I wasn't angry at you. I was sorrowful that I did not bring you more into the bigger conversation so we could have made a better decision with it. And that's painful to hear, to be honest with you, because first of all, I never want to cause the love of my life any sorrow, you know what I mean? And if I, if it gave you any sorrow, I apologize, obviously. But um, I think that to me is a reflection of my immaturity. And that's what is difficult because that was a transition. And it almost goes back to the beginning of our marriage when you wanted to just pick us up and go um, far, far away. And I, realize my selfishness that that well what about me like I don't want that and I think that this was another example of of selfishness in my life you know like we were moving fast and there was a lot of other pieces going on and I'm like 
why is he not thinking of my emotion here and just his own? But as in every relationship, and I really feel like in our marriage, this has been a, a true testament over the past 24 plus years, is that there are times in every marriage that there is going to be giving and taking, giving and taking. And there, I should have been able to read him more because I do read you well and be able to say, for his own growth and soul right now, he needs to continue doing this. Even though he's saying he's going to transition out for what's better for us, it wasn't going to ultimately be. And I think that's an important thing. It's a real, to be able to like be self-aware of, of your emotions and, and of each other, self-aware of each other's needs. Yeah. I think that there, we also have to realize there, there's in transitions, there's a celebration and a mourning. And one of the things that we do really well is we're very strong. But what happens is, is that oftentimes we do, don't do a very good job celebrating nor mourning the trans, transition. And it always comes out three or four months later. And when you look at seasons, you know, summer to fall, fall to winter, winter to spring, spring to summer, there is this in between. When you're like, is it summer? Is it spring? Is it fall? Is it winter? And there Especially are- Especially if you live in New Jersey this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> when you live in a place where you have four seasons, you get to really see that in-between stage. And I remember one time, even as a church, we were making going through a big transition with one of our staff people leaving. And I'm just like, this is great. This is great. This will be good for them. You know, we'll rebound well. And you remember that our, our friends were at our house and they just started crying. Like, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on. And, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, they're mourning. They're mourning the loss of their other pastor. They're mourning the loss of people they were doing life with. And God really kind of woke me up saying, you have to not only in transitions, recognize transitions, that things will change, but there are seasons of transitions. There's a joy going into something new, but there's a mourning as one chapter is closing. That's good, yeah. And that's a hard place to be, mm -hmm. especially for two strongly driven people that don't want to see other people ever hurt. Yes, we are strongly driven, but we never want to see anybody hurting. And so for us, it's almost like we convince ourselves, convince each other, convince others, like, we're good, we're good, we're good. And it's like, no, you have to mourn and you have to celebrate. And that's some, just something that I know that, that we have talked about that we need to do a better job of. You do a much better job than me, but I do know it's something that I knew, need to do a better well, job Well, I think personally. we compliment each other. You do a better job with the kids. You let them mourn. I don't like to, them to mourn. So you do better. And I think in our, for us, I do better with that. Yeah. And there's one other big transition. We're going back to the beginning where it's just us two, which is going to be a fun transition. And we've already been mm -hmm. practicing it. Like you, and I think one of the things is you have to practice transitions. Like for us, we do a lot of, we go on more dates now than we ever have. We spend more time together than we ever have. And we've really created that space that we enjoy one another. Because the youngest kid really raises himself, let's yeah, be honest. let's be honest. <laughs> By the time you have four, the youngest is on its own. Now, we're going to stop there because this could really lead into like the different stages of marriage. And I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about that because that could be a whole nother episode. And we have more episodes to come. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about some little takeaways for our listening audience. What's a takeaway? Um, I think when you're going through a transition, walk into it and don't shy away from it. You know, take like, 
take the bull by the horns kind of thing. Like sometimes transitions are scary, but I guarantee you once you're in it, it's not as scary as what you were thinking it was going to be. Okay, good. So she's saying embrace it. Embrace it. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say enjoy it. So as you grab it by the horns, enjoy it. Recognize like a roller coaster ride, click, 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 going up. And then you put your hands up and you zoom down, like embrace that there's going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm. You're saying embrace it. I'm saying enjoy it. What's another one? That's good. Um, I think, you know, like I said before, as you were saying enjoy, like, yes, enjoy. Like during that time, figure out the new norm together. And, and what an opportunity as couples, right, that you're in this transition period, like to figure it out. Like we're preparing to be empty nesters, right? Yep. Now, although they will come home again at some point, you know, after they graduate college, but generally we will be empty nesters in the next couple of years. We're preparing and we're learning how to enjoy that next stage. So I think preparation. Preparation, good. Preparation. Get ready for it. Mm-hmm. I think another thing is, and this is one of the reasons why I want, wanted us to do this one, I think the last couple transitions we've handled best, I think you need to evaluate your transitions. Um, I know we've done that with Becky. I know we've done that with COVID. And I, and I also know that that last job thing was pretty, pretty big for me. Um, and, I, and I felt like I failed that decision. That was not a you. That was more of a me and so I've been really evaluating transitions more than ever. And even looking to the future, evaluating transitions mm-hmm. for the future. That's okay. good. Yeah. I think transitions, we, you know, too often we look at them and we, we dread them. But honestly, like, we have really grown to love transitions. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's taken a while. But, you know, newness is fun. It's exciting. Yeah. And the reality is, is you're going to always have transitions. Always. You're going to always have transitions and you should look forward to them. You should not want things to always stay the same. Last one that I want to say is the way you handle transitions is the way your kids will handle transitions. You have all these little eyes on you from, from little kids to big kids. And the way that you handle transitions really positions your kids for how they will handle Mm. transitions. So good. This was actually a really good one. I really enjoyed this one. I mean, I always enjoy doing this with you, but I felt like this was really, really good, solid, even good for us to be able to process through like this. So remember, there is transitions. There is a season for everything under heaven. And this episode is called Turn, 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 (laughs) the song by the birds. So again, I'm Rob. I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. Have a great week, everyone.